What kind of monster sees the office, communal box of donuts, and cuts them in half and leaves a half? The Halifax Public Gardens is prepared to offer you $50,000. Why did you get a citation under Green Bin? You thought Luke Combs was such a nice guy that he was given a refund. A bit of a bun to pick with a certain coffee chain yet again. And here's a disclaimer. I love Sobeys. But... Coming up. A little bit cringe, but funny. Melody and Foreman in the morning. On Hot Country 103.5. You know, you go away for a week, say you went to PEI in the middle of the summer, the hottest, driest part, and then your lawn turns into weeds. So there I am this weekend, pulling all the weeds, filling up the green bin, and then they give me this sticker that says I'm over the weight limit. They took it. It's a warning, but the weight limit's 220 pounds, and I guess Of weeds? Well, and dirt. But Alicia, you you have had one of these too. Yeah, my friend got a decline because she had plastic in her bin, but her bin was full. I was like, "How did they know that you had plastic in yeah. the bottom?" He didn't mean to put the plastic in there; it just fell in there. But how did they know? That's what. Do these guys have time to open up everyone's bin and root around in there and see what they have? I mean, they don't even have time to put it back where you you put it. So. <laughs> True. But how do they know if it's at the bottom? Do they have x-ray vision? I I have no idea. I'm 25 and I've had this question for 15 years. And how do they know that my bin was really over 220 pounds? I don't know. I know it was pretty heavy. (laughs) Well, I think that's an easy one because they probably have a weight limit of what they can lift. So it's like if they can't lift it, it means it's over. But they took it. So my theory is like if the arm can lift it and dump it, then it's under the weight limit. <laughs> also, how do you have 220 pounds of weed? That's the real question. <laughs> That's like two of me are sitting in your green bin That's waiting to be dumped. <laughs> like, literally, that is me and another me <laughs> yeah. in your bin. <laughs> it was heavy, but I, just, I didn't shake out the dirt. I could have shaken out the dirt, but they've also taught me that I didn't need to because they took it anyway. Performance <laughs> trying to claim that's just from a week vacation of weeds. That's more than a week's vacation of weeds. Well, it was two Oh, that's like a month vacation. That's like a COVID vacation of weeds. (laughs) This wasn't the point of this. of weeds. No, this was not supposed to be the point of this story. (laughs) Well, gotta go. (laughs) Thanks, Alicia. Uh, Randa, your green bin got rejected too? Why? Because I thought that, well, I was new in this house and I thought, oh, I should try to improve my lawn and get rid of all these beautiful yellow flowers. So I filled up my green bin and was rejected and had to empty it into bags so that they would take it the next time around. But I've since given up the battle and uh, I now have a whole lawn of pretty yellow flowers. My daughter would love to come over. (laughs) <laughs> she loves those pretty yellow flowers and blow blow the things yes. when the, when they're not yellow anymore yep. and spread them to more flowers we'll plant the next year we call those, those wishes are the worst the wishes <laughs> right you wish on them yep. you're wishing for the whole neighborhood <laughs> <laughs> like how dare the regional municipality 
punish us for trying to improve our yards. Exactly. I blame them for how my lawn looks today. Yeah. They tried three times to pick up my bin, and they couldn't. Because you can eat dandelions. Like, technically, they're... You well, can yeah. eat dandelions. You can put the... Just, you know, maybe not as much as Randa and I are putting in there. About 220 pounds worth. Maybe, you know, if you wanted to take the time to shake all the dirt off, but who has time for that? I did not. I did no. not have time for that. And you actually watched the machine struggle to pick it up three times? No, I called them mad that my green bin was rejected. Oh. And they told me that they tried three times. Oh, my God. Yes. And the poor people at 311, right? Oh my gosh. <laughs> By the way, we have to call 311 as well to ask them why are the lights out on the 111 every morning? That's true. And ask them why they don't increase the weight limit on the green bin. We'll ask them that so while that we're it. at it. Yeah, I mean, we have a list of priorities. So if anyone else wants to add to our list, we'll call 311 for you. On behalf of the citizens of the municipality, we have our demands. Then you're saving them time. Instead of receiving 10 calls, we'll just get one call with all the questions. Exactly. So you're welcome. It's a win-win. That's exactly what we're going to call and say... What can I say except you're welcome? And I expect them to give us a thank you. (laughs) What's up, Mike? Mike? Okay, I can explain a couple things because I was a garbage man for a long time. Oh, thank goodness. No dirt. No dirt in your compost or so. Right. You're not allowed to have that. You can put all the weeds and all that stuff if you want, but it adds to the weight, right? So at the end of the day, sitting at the bottom of the bin... That's all wet, wet garden soil and stuff like that, right? Well, it's pretty dry, to be honest. <laughs> right? Sheepish-looking so, foreman right now. Well, they took it, though. What lesson did I learn? I didn't learn one. And that's the biggest thing. We complain about that as garbage men. We complain about that because they'll say, oh, well, you're not supposed to take this and you're not supposed to take that, so you don't take it. And then at the end of your day, they're calling you, telling you, oh, we got to go back and get that now. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, right? see, I, I don't have to do that. I don't have to be the one to complain. No, now you you just keep doing that, and they'll just keep taking it probably. So. Oh, so, so. Right? <laughs> and keep cursing at my address, I think, too. Right, that's exactly what happens, right? See, you, you tell them so many times. You tell them as many times as you want, but at the end of the day, people still keep doing it, or you mm. get called back to doing it anyway, so eventually you just you kind of just stop doing it, right? Out of curiosity, do you do you have houses where you're like, ugh, this house again? Because you know they're always going to be pulling some kind of crap. Oh, yeah. I can remember. They're putting out commercial garbage, but the commercial garbage that they're putting out is um, diapers and stuff like that because they're running, a, they're running a, an old folks' home basically out of their home, right? And But they're not registered as a commercial. You're supposed to get a dumpster for that, man. I don't want to pull 15 bags of frozen Depends. Ah. Across the road, do you know what I'm saying? I'd rather they be frozen than hot. Yeah. Yeah, ah. you don't want that either, man. It's, and by the way, when you can you can look into the green bins, right? And when you look in, if you see plastic in there, generally most of the time it's the same house always putting plastic in their green bin. So if if somebody got stickered for it, right, they probably just eventually got tired of it of seeing because they will look. I I remember I religiously would open each bin. And look in and say, oh, yeah, okay, that's compost. Oh, yeah, no, there's styrofoam, beer cans in there, all sorts of different stuff. And then you sticker it. God, the smell of that. I'm so, thank you for doing your job. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Somebody's got to do it, right? It's not It's not a bad gig. It's just. 
can be taxing on the it's more taxing on the mind than it really is on the body sometimes. People like Foreman. Well, okay. I mean, mind. I did mine as a public service. Right. So everyone else can learn something from this experience. <laughs> that was the entire intention. Ah, yes. Yes. Now, as for the addresses that seem to be flooding back, very fond memories for you, Mike. Uh, have you yeah. ever, even even in a very subtle way, exacted some sort of revenge on that particular home? Enacted. <laughs> yes. Um, I'll I'll just say eventually. You, you start knowing which ones are going to do it, and you make your decision. You know, when you look at it, you're coming up on it. You say, oh, look, it's the same again. Mm-hmm. Sticker time. It's sticker time. I'm <laughs> tired of telling time. you. You know, you're not supposed to have, you're not supposed to have uh, garbage cans full of cat litter, okay? <laughs> yeah, because Mike's coming around in the karma truck. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The karma <laughs> truck. The sheriff is in town. I'm on my way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right, guys, I, I got to go. I'm yeah. just getting to my getting my stop here. Oh, yeah, no, thank thanks you. very much, Mike. All right, thanks, guys. All right, bye. All right, bye. Oh, that's funny. We out-talked a Maritimer. Yeah. High five. Hey! <laughs> Riddle us this. Does this sound like the voice of a guy who's, who's is so shot that the show should be free? Sounds great. It's Luke Combs. That was the second of his two shows he did last weekend in Maine when he said, you know what? My voice is shot. You can have your money back. I'll still perform, but you can have your money back. We'll do it for free. That's how nice of a guy Luke Combs is. So we thought. Because, Corey, you went to uh, one of those shows in Maine last weekend, eh? Yeah, it was uh, great shows. We went Friday and Saturday, actually. So you went to both, which is awesome. Yes, we got uh, pretty good, decent uh, price tickets for Friday night, and we were there, so we just decided to go see both shows. But you were supposed to get your money back for the Saturday show because of his voice, and uh, that may have been a lie? Um, yeah, well, he announced that he was refunding just because he felt like, obviously, that he wasn't able to perform to what he thought we deserved to see, so he offered everyone a refund and said he already issued the refund, so we were kind of waiting to hear if uh, Ticketmaster would say anything. So we just put out an email to them. They responded with they were t- authorized not to re- return anyone's money as per direction from the event organizer. And they said to contact the uh, main amphitheater directly for more information. But I haven't heard anything from them. I mean, the show was awesome. I really don't care if I get the money back. I just right. thought it was kind of interesting that... You know, he told 10,000 people that he refunded the money, which I'm sure he did on his end. Um, yeah. Did you, what, how, how was his voice that night on the Saturday night? Did you think it was fine? Honestly, yeah. If he wouldn't have came out and said anything, I don't think too many people would have noticed the difference. He's got such a powerful voice. I thought it was still a great show. It didn't bother me at all, like I said. I mean, the organizers charged an awful $68 Canadian for two vodka drinks, so I mean... I don't think they really need the extra money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're not they're not refunding your drink money. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Do you go to Maine often, or you're just there just because it was Luke Combs? Oh, uh, me and my wife got married August uh, 2019, and we had uh, Nashville booked for August 2020 for our honeymoon, but COVID hit. Oh. So 
we end up booking tickets to see Luke Combs in Boston, uh, December 2020. COVID again stopped that. The show was rescheduled for December 2021, and then WestJet ended up canceling because I guess it was still COVID protocols or whatever. We weren't able to get there, so we had to sell the tickets. And then it came up, and it was around our anniversary, so we decided just to drive down and enjoy the weekend. That's great. I mean, glad you got to see him. And yeah. two shows, which yeah. you wouldn't have got to if it, you had your original plans. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but still not that entirely good luck with Luke Combs because of the whole refund, no refund situation. So I guess when you hear back, if you do hear back from the amphitheater, let us know. We love to keep on top of the situation. And we love gossip. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, for sure. I'll, uh, I'll let you know if they want to email me back with their response. Luke Holmes is such a nice guy that he offered the refund in the first place when he didn't have to. Yeah. And I feel like if he hears, say publicly from a radio station, about how the refunds are not being honored, he may do something else Hmm. additionally for the people who are at that show because he's so nice. There's one way to find out. (laughs) Right? We have talked to, we've talked to Sherry at the Tim Hortons in Porter's Lake several times. Yes. Like about the brown lid situation. We changed our method of marking those lids so you don't get it on your nose anymore. It was because of you, Sherry. (gasps) Oh, yeah. Right? I did it for you guys. Yeah, when they first came up with the light white lids and then they would put the marker of what kind of coffee you're getting inside the maple leaf and it gets on your nose and you look ridiculous. Yeah. Sherry fixed that for us. She was our go-to gal. She's the most famous person in Porter's Lake until a few weeks ago we couldn't get a hold of Sherry there. Turns out, Brittany... That's my mom. Her daughter also works there, is also a manager, and is delightful. She invited you to come try their delicious cinnamon buns because the Tim Hortons next to the radio station here in Dartmouth is out of them. Yep. Yeah, you call us ahead, we'll make you 50 if we got them in the freezer. And then we have even worse news that we better get to the bottom of with Sherry right now. Or Brittany, I suppose. Oh, we'll take whichever of the dynamic duo we can get. Morning, Sporters Lake. Hi, I'm looking for Sherry, please. Sherry's not in today. We actually have Brittany. C- could this radio station talk to Brittany? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I'll like be right back. Do. I'll go grab her for you. <laughs> <laughs> Who else calls Tim Hortons asking for employees by name other than employees' parents? Hello? Brittany! Hello! <laughs> How are you guys? Well, we've been better. Yeah. 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 We, uh, well, we, but we are delighted to be able to talk to one well, of Porter's good. Lake's most two famous people. Yes. <laughs> but it was a week ago, a week ago today, that, uh, that your mom texted me and said, Good morning. This is Sherry. This message is for Melody. <laughs> Unfortunately, I have bad news for you. She broke the news. Yep. The cinnamon bun. Yes. Yes. Cinnamon bun. She couldn't stop it. It is gone. It's gone. (sighs) Why? It is gone. I don't know. It's just something that we don't have to carry, and a lot of stores are delisting them. So you... That's interesting. You could carry them if you wanted to. I mean, I know that they're being delisted, like, completely, 
I know for the time being it's optional, but we don't really sell a whole bunch because you guys don't come here and buy them. Um, I I think I single-handedly kept the cinnamon bun in stock in most Tim Hortons around the area. If you just would have come here maybe just once and like you know picked a couple up, then maybe it'd be different. <laughs> I just I just can't believe it wasn't popular. It was such a good cinnamon bun. I know it really was. These ones come with a cream cheese frosting, and you cannot beat that. It was so good. I know. I agree just, with you. And you could actually unfurl them. I know. Oh, yeah, that's and good. And eat them like a, don't tell my uh, my boss this, but like a Cinnabon. Yes. <laughs> yes. We won't tell on you. You just said that publicly on the radio. I know. I was going to say, I just told on myself it's fine. <laughs> I mean, no, what kind yeah. of monster doesn't peel out open a cinnamon bun to eat it, by the way? Yep. If you just bite into it, no. I would like to have words with you. You peel it open to get to the nucleus. Yes, the middle is the best yes. part. So do you have any of the batter or frozen ones or anything still there? We do not. Oh, it's it's all gone. All gone. Yep. It's just all Where gone is it? At your, in your kitchen at your house? <laughs> I wish I could say that. No, it's not. <laughs> I wish recipe? I could make them for you, but I can't. What do you what do you send it back to head office so they can like burn it as if it never existed? <laughs> I mean, no, we're just we basically once we sold out, like that was it. Right. Mm. We just didn't get any more in. So I mean, somewhere in this world they might be hoarding some. I did notice that some Tim Hortons are doing that flatbread pizza thing. Yes. When are you getting that? I'm not sure if we're going to. It's a test market right now. Mm -hmm. So, like, they're trying it out um, in Ontario. And I don't know. I've heard that some places here are trying it out. I've never seen it, but... I don't know. Don't quote me. I could be wrong. You know what Some it means, people were though. talking about it. It means that McDonald's is going to start having cinnamon mm, buns. Maybe. Yeah. Because you, <laughs> they got rid of the pizza. Now you're bringing out the pizza. And they're going to say, oh, I see you got rid of cinnamon buns. I heard of a morning show that loves cinnamon buns. Right. They're going to bring out the cinnamon buns. Maybe. I'm just saying. Just, just don't let them have that on you. Have cinnamon <laughs> buns and pizza. <laughs> I'd love to. I wish I could. Start making Big Macs while you're at it. Oh, my gosh. No, I can't do the Big Macs. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, God, you, you better get back to work. Oh, I guess yeah. You're right? working. Sorry. Yeah, you guys are working, too, but this is your job, right? Yeah. I'm just standing here talking on the phone yeah. with you guys. Yeah. This is our work. So. I know, right? You guys are good. You won't get in trouble. No. <laughs> Sometimes. Between the hours of 9 p.m. July 25th and 7 a.m. July 26th, terrible things happened at the Halifax Public Gardens. We need to figure out if you know anything about the individual or individuals who cut bark off trees to intentionally kill them. Who would do What kind of a monster? Right? Why? And also, what's your motive? What are you getting at here? What are you getting from this? Who knows to do? Who wants to kill trees? I have. And who ju- knows how? I now have a theory, but but uh, the theory I will reserve for after this bit of information you have. So big big chunks of bark were ripped off of thirty two trees in the Halifax Public Gardens. Four have had to be removed. They are attempting to save the rest, and some of these trees are like two hundred years old. It's just it's such a sin. Been here since the eighteen twenties. Yeah, these, they've seen a lot. They they don't need you taking their bark. Exactly. So if you know anything or have images or video, the Halifax Public Gardens is prepared to offer you $50,000. That's a lot of bark. Why 
how, maybe is the better question, <laughs> does Halifax Public Gardens have $50,000 to spare? A free uh, thing for us to enjoy. What's their budget over there? <laughs> how are you making money at the Halifax Public Gardens? What's the the like markup on those ice cream cones that you're getting? That's a lot of ice cream. <laughs> now, here's my theory. Do you think that someone knew just how much cash they were sitting on and knew that the reward would be so large that it was worth the risk of cutting off the bark? You seem to know a lot about this, Melody Rose. Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I know nothing. You can call the police or Crime Stoppers, <laughs> which is 1-800-222-TIPS. And if anyone has a lot of information... <laughs> um, excuse me, I know nothing, we'll Jon Snow. <laughs> It was 1-800-222-WHAT? <laughs> TIPS. T-I-P-S, which is 8477. Oh, that explains the odd answer. I got the $10 charge on my phone. <laughs> oh. no, 1-800-SCOTTY. Eight, oh, right. Oh, Toll free. Toll free. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Got to call my wife. Explain that. that this is what's in the headlines this week. It's tragic, but it's true. Melody Informant. The internet is a breeding ground for freaks. Hot Country 103.5. This is Tragically Trending. Leonardo DiCaprio was all over the headlines last week for his affinity for almost adults whose prefrontal cortex has not yet fully developed. Do you recall? <laughs> oh, yes. Once upon a time in Hollywood, nearly three hours long, Leonardo DiCaprio attended the premiere, and by the end, his date was too old for him. So... <laughs> and that's not all. No. 26 is a weird age in Hollywood. I mean, you're young enough to play a high school student, but you're too old to date Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> yes, yes. The rumor was that he only dated women until the age of 25 and then kicked them to the curb as unceremoniously as a media company does to a woman who's gone gray. But now, it looks like he's defying the odds and dating supermodel Gigi Hadid, who's not only 27, but is also a mom. What? I know! What? Right? 27. And a mom. Sources say he's super attracted to her, which is shocking to everyone because did I mention she's a supermodel? <laughs> like, come on. But the thing that, that just gets me is forget Leonardo DiCaprio. Why aren't we talking about Madonna and her kitty conquests? Did you know that since 2008, so for the last 14 years, all of Madonna's boyfriends have been at least 28 years younger than her? Twenty-eight years younger than her. That is a bigger age gap than any of Leo's age gaps. Her current boy toy is twenty-three. She's what? sixty-four. Twenty-three and sixty-four. That is an age gap of forty-one years. Forty-one years. <laughs> the dude before that, thirty-six years age gap. Before that, thirty-three years age gap, and it gets worse. <laughs> worse. Because her current fella, who is only 23, is younger than her daughter. <laughs> and only two years older than her son. He's in the middle of her 
other kids. Oh my God, ew, David. Her middle child. And in her defense, she has said that most men her age are married with children and they're set in their ways. But the golden rule of age gaps is half your age plus seven, which would make the youngest that she should date 39 years old and not someone who can't even legally rent a car yet. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of monster sees the office communal box of donuts and cuts them in half and leaves a half? Who's doing that? Well, you are you you weren't here when this happened here, and I came in. You know, it was a box of donuts, and then the next morning, yesterday, all that's left is a half of one and a quarter of another one. Oh, that's just that's just shameful. Megan, you do this at your work? Absolutely, yes. I cut donuts in half so everyone can get a piece. There's some people that are in surgery or around the hospital that definitely deserve a sweet treat. So if you're in first, leave half. I understand the the gesture. Mm-hmm. I suppose if you. No, but I would say even in a healthcare situation, I'd be even less inclined to want to touch a donut that someone else touched. <laughs> right? There, listen, there's soap all over the damn place. Wash your hands, <laughs> grab a half. <laughs> Why does this seem to, it seems to be such an exclusively healthcare worker-related practice? Yeah, because we're all deprived of everything in life. Just give me half a donut. Just give me well, a no. But why deprive somebody a full donut, Megan? That's where I'm wondering. If you know... <laughs> That you have 12 people on staff and you've purchased 12 donuts. Nobody needs to chop them up in any way. Everybody gets a whole one. So this seems to be a problem of whoever purchased the donuts is kind of a cheapskate and didn't get enough. (laughs) You know what? Good point. It's on the person that purchases them. Look at the schedule. Who's in? Exactly. Can you give everyone a full donut? Yes, yes or no. <laughs> if you if did you bring one for the whole class? <laughs> then no. Yeah. We've forgotten <laughs> the most point. basic thing we've learned in From school. Kindergarten. Yes. Things we learned you in kindergarten. To share. <laughs> well, oh. thank you for calling, Megan. Erica, at the vet clinic, are you actually cutting donuts up there too? We really do. <laughs> now, is that um, because there's not enough I mean, donuts for everyone? Usually there is, but sometimes, I mean, some of us might be watching our calories or we just like to share more. So <laughs> there's quite a few of us that work there. Do you ever eat a half that's been left behind? Uh, sometimes, yeah. <laughs> That was a long pause and a long, uh. <laughs> I'd have to really want it. Yeah. Because like, I don't yeah, know who's exactly. breathed on it and touched it and who, that's, you know. That's yep. desperation. Yeah. And then you just feel worse about yourself. You would have felt better if you just ate the whole damn thing in the first place. <laughs> Sometimes, yeah. Well, Angela, you're doing it too. Why are you cutting donuts in half? Because you don't touch a donut when you cut it. You, you if you're right-handed, you hold the donut with your left hand, you cut it in half with your right hand, and then you pick that left side of the donut up with your left hand. So you're not actually touching the other half of the donut. But you, the person who's then getting the other half, don't know what the person did with with that hat. Like, you don't... I understand that you don't touch it, mm. but that's like someone who's saying, I don't double dip a chip. Right. Some other people may, and yeah. you don't know. Well, this is true. It's donut courtesy. You're not supposed to. I know, but have you met other people? <laughs> They're not great. I mean, we had donuts at work yesterday. And, and I took the whole donut. Yeah, yeah. I took the whole Good thing. for you, so yep. you should. Yes, you yes, deserve it. You deserve the donut. Exactly. Yes. Did anybody then at your work 
cut a donut yesterday. Not that I'm aware of, not that I saw. No, 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 I don't think anybody cut a donut. Well, if you go in today and see scraps, you call us back. I will. I'll check the office when I go in and see if the box is still there. And I'll open it up and see if there's any half donuts mm-hmm. for you. Someone at your workplace needs deserves to be ratted out as well. Mm-hmm. Exactly. There you go. That's the kind <laughs> of service we provide. <laughs> Here's a question for you. I may or may not have an answer. (laughs) Have you ever noticed that after you get your car fixed for one problem, another problem emerges out of nowhere? (sighs) Yes. It's a car-spiracy. And this happened to my husband just this past week. So his car's pretty old at this point. Uh, His safety needed to be done. And he knew that there were things that needed to be fixed before he could bring it in for the safety. And my husband is good with cars. He knows his stuff. And so does his father, who was here at the time. So they both knew the things that specifically needed to be fixed. And they were going to bring the car in for those specific things. And then, of course, when the car is in, they always find more things that need to be fixed. Mm. And the bill racks up, right? But we get the car back, safety's done, everything's good, blah, blah, blah. Less than a week later, all of a sudden, the battery keeps dying. Huh. We never had a problem with the battery before. Huh. But now every day, multiple times a day, battery just keeps dying. And no matter how long we charge it, and like it takes forever, and then the next time we go to use it, it's dead again. Are you are you accusing somebody of doing something to the battery to get more money so you bring it back and they change it? I'm just saying, have you ever noticed that after you get your car fixed, there's always a new problem? I never had a problem with my battery until we got a new one and then the new one died. Huh, sounds like a car spiracy to me. Hmm. What kind of car is your husband's? A Mazda. Hmm. A white Mazda. How old is Don't it? Don't ask me any more questions. I can't even believe I knew Mazda. <laughs> How old is the battery? <laughs> I don't know. It's a white car, Foreman. It's a white one. <laughs> okay. Shelly, you, you have your own car spiracy? I took my car in just for an oil change before um, I went to the U.S. And actually, I lied to you. It was, a, it was an oil change, and I needed to get a something done with my tire. And when we got just past Fredericton, I said to my sister, I said, do you hear that? And she said, no. And we kept driving. Anyways, she eventually heard it. And it was kind of like a um, like a rattle, but at the same time, almost like an old spring, like doing a, I don't know what you want to call it. Like <laughs> and it was weird. So I called my mechanic. He was like, oh, that's really weird. Okay, bring it in. And it stopped squeaking. Of course. So I have no idea, but I'm I do drive a Mazda, so maybe it's a Mazda thing. Maybe it's a Mazda thing. <laughs> Cause so do I. Yeah. So. <laughs> maybe. Oh my maybe gosh. It's a Mazda thing then. Have you ruled out the fact that there's a squirrel in there? <laughs> um, do you know what? Um, I don't know, it could be, because I do live in, like, a wooded area with lots of squirrels and chipmunks. <laughs> it's a funny squeaking sound. <laughs> it's a funny... Do you hear it? <laughs> it's a funny squeaky sound. <laughs> you couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> <laughs> But <laughs> there's, there's no but yet. 
Yet. But yet. I love Sobeys. It's our grocery store. They get all my money. They are doing fine. The person in this situation <laughs> that is not doing fine is my three-year-old. Uh-oh. Yes. And it is Sobeys' fault. So every Uh-oh. time... Every <laughs> don't make me laugh. Every time we walk to the grocery store and, and Lily goes in her stroller, uh, we get a balloon at the grocery store. It's just like a thing we do. We don't walk there that often. So it's like this little treat, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And we've been doing it for a year and a half. And they always have balloons up in their balloon display section. You know, the ones that are filled with helium. There's mm. always a whole bunch of different ones. Yeah. Some like normal balloons, some novelty balloons. Birthdays, anniversaries. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. And they range from anywhere from like $3 to like $15. And so sometimes we get a $3 one, sometimes we get a $15 one. Not a huge deal. It makes her immensely happy. Yeah, you want to pretend you're at Disney? Get the $15 one. <laughs> exactly. Like the endless hours of entertainment until the next day when it's deflated. Yep. <laughs> but we get there yesterday and they have all these balloons up in the display section because it's the scene points balloons. So there's all does, of these. Does it have the scene logo on them? No, no, no. Okay, no, good. No, it doesn't have the scene logo. Like but who's going to buy Super colorful balloons that they have left over from when they had their, and they're in the same section, and they have the same like thing on the bottom that that the other ones have that are for sale. So we grab them. Lily wants two, um, and and that's fine. They're just like the simple balloons, so they're not the fifteen dollar ones. Yeah. So I grab them. She's so happy. She's got her balloons. We're going to get the toilet paper that we actually came there to get. (laughs) Uh, And then a woman stops us in the store, and she said you can't buy those balloons. And I was like, oh, well, they're in the display section. And she said, they use fishing line. That's really dangerous. And so Lily says, oh, and like she understands what's happening. And so she clutches to her balloons. And then the woman takes the balloons out of Lily's hands. No. Has to unfurl her little fingers that are clutched for dear life around them as Lily's crying, of course, because this is devastating. She's She's three. Yeah, she's never had an adult take something from her, like a stranger, no less. And Is she even an employee? Yeah, she was. Okay. That would have been a much funnier story. (laughs) No, it was an employee and she did feel bad, but she's like, I'm sorry, it's the fishing line. We can't sell these. And then, and then she was saying, like, we, we can we can get someone over to the balloon section to, like, sell you an actual balloon. They can fill it up with helium. But, like, Lily's crying. And then we go to the, the toilet paper section as we're, we're, like, she's still crying. And then she said, that was a really mean lady. Oh. Man, it's like it is. It, the seasons have turned. That is a brisk north wind, like 20, 25 knots out of the north, and it's cold. Like overnight, it just happened. All of a sudden, we opened the door, and it was the door to fall land. Dare I say, tis the season? <gasps> Shelly? Lauren, it's too early for that. Please don't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. Please. Please don't. Like, I'm hanging on to every thread of summer. Please don't. Yeah. Well, Stop it. Damn it. Well, have a, hope you enjoyed yesterday, because today's high is only 17. Tomorrow's high is 16. Oh, I know. I know. Right, that's okay. That's okay. It's dry. But just don't talk about the C word. Please, it's too soon. <laughs> too soon too is soon. is just soon enough, Shelley. It's the no. most wonderful <laughs> time of the oh, year. Oh, poor man! <laughs> you slave.
made me. <laughs> oh, and that song. Oh, I know. Okay, we're we're done with that song. Not done with this one though. Oh, the weather outside is frightful. What is wrong with you? I ask that question every day. You're the one who still oh. hasn't hung up on a show. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, before you go, we have one more thing left to say. Hey, Ching it, Ching. Oh, my God. Okay, Foreman. You know what? You're really going low on my likes. <laughs> I mean, he was already pretty low to begin with, wasn't he? Like, I'm talking... To be Melody Rose. Now, come on. You're going to, like, bounce yourself down here. <laughs> I figured I had nothing left to lose. I was already... Clearly, that statement puts me pretty low on the pole here, so... Why not keep her going? Guys, the jingle all the way. What fun it is to ride. You want to play? Hey, jingle, guys. Stop it. Oh, he's awful. Whoops, I goofed again. I could do this. I have so many more. Oh, can you please keep them and just not? Merry Christmas, Miss Children. Shall we just hang up? Just hang up. Spare us all. All right, guys. Have a fantastic day. Have a good Pilates class. It's a marshmallow world. Prime Minister was in New Brunswick yesterday and announced it's kind of a holiday. We have uh, also uh, chosen to move forward uh, with uh, a uh, federal holiday uh, on Monday. We will be working with the provinces uh, and uh, the uh, territories uh, to try and see that we're aligned on this. There are still uh, a few details to be worked out. Yeah, a couple. Uh-huh. Yeah. The fine print of uh, the federal announcement is that it's designated a holiday for the public service of Canada and other employers across the country are also invited to recognize the National Day of Mourning, of course, for Queen Elizabeth II, yes. whose funeral service is on Monday. Yes. The finer <laughs> fine print... Pardon me is that statutory holidays in Canada can only be granted through legislation which must pass through the House of Commons and the Senate and receive royal assent. Like, Charles literally has to sign off on it and we for it to be an official stat. to sign anything else. The man has had enough with pens. He can't even, he doesn't know what day it is. It's September 12th. Oh, God, I'm growing dead. He can't, oh can't get the ink off of all, uh, everywhere. Oh, God, I hate this. Every stinking time. Don't bother asking him is all I'm saying. He's had enough. But Tim Houston comes to save the day, right? I don't know. I just, you know, this isn't saving the day. This is causing more problems because Timmy Houston said that uh, it is now a provincial holiday as such government offices, public schools and regulated child care are closed. Businesses have the option with what they want to do. But what makes me mad about this whole thing is that you are closing schools and closing child care mm-hmm. and then saying businesses have the option to stay open. Uh, essentially, screwing all of us over. 
But the, and the wording is also suspect because it says business will have the choice as they do on other occasions to remain open. Which to me says, okay, it's like every other holiday, right? Yeah. Apparently not. Do you get time and a half? It's not a stat, but it's a provincial holiday. If you're a healthcare worker, you're going to work. Appointments and procedures remain operational across the province. What do you do if your kids were supposed to be in school and you're in work? Well, that's the problem. Every, I mean, anybody with a, with children is now facing that problem. And uh, what? Like, I don't know what the solution is if if it's not to give a paid holiday. Like, would you take an unpaid holiday? No, I want to get paid. Okay, it's a holiday. If for the, it's I, to me, it's no difference than natal day. Natal day is a provincial holiday. Okay, but and we're off. But everybody off. in Canada gets that day. It's just called something different. It's like. Well, it's not like family day. Everybody doesn't get family day, but <laughs> see, but 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 everybody yeah. gets some version of natal day. Like just get there. People are so salty about this. Oh, Obviously, are. so are we. Well, yes, we are. Just get, who wants to be the employer that says, nope, you're not having the day. You're not allowed to. It doesn't really apply to us. We're choosing to make you work, but your kids aren't going to school, so we're not going to pay you. And do you have to pay a babysitter? Yep. So I, you want to be that employer? Evidently, a lot of employers do. Yeah! <laughs> This woman who's had this guy she's dating move into her house and he's terrible to live with and she hates it. What are you supposed to do? How about you get our relationship expert Geneva Dickey from Book of Luck Canada to help? It's a quarter after eight. And Geneva is our date and we need you now. We're knocking on your door. Let us in cause it's time for Dear Geneva now. Dear Geneva, my boyfriend just moved into my place a few months ago and I'm quickly realizing he has no idea what it's like to live on his own. He went from living with parents to living with me and it's pretty obvious he expects me to do everything for him like they did. He doesn't pick up after himself, he never does laundry and is just an all around slob. Plus, despite the fact that he gets home much earlier than I do from work, he never cooks dinner and waits for me to get home to cook him a meal. I've tried to talk to him about it, and he claims he'll do better, but nothing is changing. He's a great guy otherwise, but I'm having a hard time getting past this red flag. Am I overreacting? What can I do to get him to do more around the house? Is it okay that I'm thinking of telling him it's over and he has to move out? I was once the dink that <laughs> moved in with my first dink. boyfriend. I think I was 20, 23. And he so badly wanted to live together. I'm yeah, I'm like, yeah, totally, let's live together. He wanted me to cook, clean, all this stuff. And I wasn't working. So in hindsight, I should have absolutely been doing all of that stuff, right? But because I had just graduated university and I was looking for a job. But I didn't. And I was the dink that wasn't doing anything. I, not necessarily was I a slob, but I definitely wasn't holding up my end. But it's because I was 25 or no, 23 and I wasn't ready to live with somebody and 
I was immature and I didn't really want to do it. Like there was, there was a lot there for that. So I was once that dink and I was not mature enough, you know? And there's nobody making you like your mom's not coming in. You clean this room or else. Like yeah. you don't have to. Yeah. You have responsibilities, but no one's holding you to them. So yeah. I get it. I've been that guy. It's, it's like the first time that you realize that like no one's making you have uh, vegetables at dinner and you're like, cool, I'm having a cake. And you just like, yeah. That, that's Tell what- us more, Melody, about your college experience. <laughs> He's ready. Yeah. He's not ready to be in living with somebody in a relationship, right? He needs roommates that will like yell at him for not cleaning up and things like that, right? Like he doesn't need partner yet. Let's assume he won't change. Let's assume this is kind of just him. He's just sloppy. He's that person that's going to leave their clothes next to the hamper instead of putting them in the hamper. He's that person that Mm -hmm. after you've put all the dirty dishes in the dishwasher is still going to leave a dirty dish on the counter instead of putting it. You know, like he's that guy. He's going to load it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But everything else is wonderful. Like I, I, I lived with someone who who cleaned up everything and was great on that department, but everything else was awful. We didn't agree on kids. We did not agree on the bedroom. Uh, <laughs> we we just like didn't have a great relationship. Yeah. So what? That he cleaned up. Yeah. Big big bloody deal. Yeah. I was gonna say the f word. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. At some point, there's something that we have to give up on for like a beautiful relationship. So yeah, if everything is perfect and this is the one thing. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to draw a line in the concrete and say, okay, I have decided at this point that he's just going to be a slob. I'm going to be okay with it. I'm going to try to work on it. And I'm not going to hold it against him from now on. Yes. Like whenever we decide, we need to decide and not change our mind and come back to this over and over again. I think that's the biggest key is if you do decide, okay, fine, I'm going to live with it. Then you can't be resentful all the time. You cannot be resentful. You have to be like constantly working on it. But you made that decision. He's amazing in every way except for this. I accept him for this because he needs that too. And every fight you ever have about anything else, you can't always reference that other thing <laughs> that he can't remember, but you always do. <gasps> Let's dive deep now into time now. <laughs> well, on that note. <laughs> One of the major protocols that had to happen with the passing of Queen Elizabeth was that her bees had to be informed. This is a this is a decades, not decades, centuries long tradition. It sounds very bizarre, but there is a whole protocol to this. There is a whole protocol to this. Yeah, because it's a superstition that you don't want the bees to either leave, stop producing honey. Or just die. Yeah. And this isn't just a royal thing. This is a beekeeper's tradition. This oh. has been going on forever. So if whoever owns the bees passes away, then you have to let them know gently, not loudly. Yeah. Apparently you you have to knock on each hive in a hushed voice and say, the mistress is dead, but don't you go. Your master will be a good master to you. It sounds like a bedtime story does. Yes. Maybe it kind of is. Yes. I feel like it's very confusing for a bee because they have a queen and she's a bee. It doesn't matter. We all had a queen and she was the actual queen bee and it was Queen <laughs> Elizabeth II. But okay. it's, a, it's a superstition. You love, you write into so many superstitions. You gotta cover your bases. Like, you throw salt over your shoulder if you spill salt. We have a person on Twitter who said that she's 18, this is Ava, and she still refuses to 
step on cracks on the sidewalk because her mom has enough back issues. She doesn't want to break her back, too. <laughs> you just have to cover your bases just to be safe. You say, what do you do in the first of the month? Oh, rabbits. You just say the word rabbits. It's for good luck. Uh-huh. I don't want to miss any good luck opportunity. I also wish on every 11-11, and if I get one of those little dandelions, I blow them. Uh-huh. And if I see something floating, like those little fluffs, I catch it, and I make a wish on it, and I go. And same with my eyelashes. Why wow. don't you squander wishes? <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, Shelby, how about you? Do you have any superstitions you stick to? Like, do you walk under a ladder? No, God, no. I actually don't either. See? I don't know why. I uh, guess because it's because superstition. I, just, it's just because I'm scared I'm going to hit my head on the ladder. <laughs> okay, well, that's a good enough Or reason. knock the person off the ladder is my fear. <laughs> True. Yeah. Do you open uh, an umbrella in the house? Yeah. Oh. Uh, How do you... Wait, really? <laughs> I, I, like, logistically, there's usually not <laughs> enough room for that. <laughs> do you knock on wood? Yes. I also scratch my left hand with wood when it's itchy. Your left hand with wood when it's itchy because, wait a minute, I read something about that. What's the superstition? It's supposed to bring money. And has it ever worked? <laughs> um, so it actually has. My left hand was itchy at bingo one time, and then I won. Hey. So I'm going to just go, then it works. Interesting, interesting. So me and my friend, we keep a piece of wood in uh, my, my passenger side door. It's really random. Ah, uh, brass would also work. So if brass. ever you don't have wood on hand, just find uh, that brass that you always keep with you. A sharp oh, piece yeah. of brass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and how about you? It's 902-425-1035. Austin, you got any superstitions you stick by? I got married on a Friday the 13th. <gasps> oh, no. What? what? On purpose? Yep. Wait, because of the superstition? No, it's because we like to enjoy screwing with people. <laughs> on a weekday, eh, Austin? Okay, well, yep. lots of people do that. Lots of people get married on Fridays. I know. The Friday yeah. the 13th is what, that's a bad luck day. Right? Was it just because the venue had a cheaper price for the Friday the 13th <laughs> than any other day, Austin? Come on. No, we actually eloped. Wow, so you chose that day specifically. It was even more cost-effective, <laughs> I see. <laughs> Hot Country 1035's Pro Cycle Road Warrior. Yeah, what do you see, Lindsay? Uh, I'm stuck in traffic heading towards Halifax. Oh, no. Um, the traffic behind me, I'd say, probably goes back now, at least till Micmac. There's actually a car that appears to have either been in an accident or broken down on the bridge. Yeah, it looks like it's almost cleared up. I'm on the Halifax side now, but it's taken me about 40 minutes. Scotty! It's Scotty! Come Scotty! He's got a rockin' little buddy! How so many people just changed the channel? Nobody did. <laughs> um, anyway, just wanted to let you know a traffic issue. Yeah. There's a dead porcupine on the side of the road just off the 104 highway. Oh, no! Yeah, and uh, and everybody has to drive around some idiot who pulled over to call the radio station and let them know. <laughs> so, so. Yes, I know it's dead. I can see that. Oh, no. Sorry about no. that. Sorry. Oh, no. Oh, no. A moment for yeah. the porcupine. A porcupine, eh? Yeah. Have you checked uh, the, the person who hit the porcupine? Have you checked their tires? No. But I, uh, I did check the porcupine's pulse, and I pricked my finger. Oh. Is that someone on the radio asking about the porcupine? Yes, it is. Yeah, somebody on the yeah. You know, people are pretty upset about it down here. Yeah, yeah, because it's been there too long, and they can't make any uh, 
beef jerky out of it now. Oh, God. So. So the 104. Uh, but whereabouts on the 104? Uh, it was, uh, it, it's just off the 104 near Kemptown, so. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's, I see it on the traffic map here. Yes, of course. Yeah, there it is. Yeah. So you might want to watch out for that, anybody. Thank you. Thank for you. The very, no very handy information. Yeah, no, no problem. Oh, yes, and the Tim Hortons in um, Stewiak is down to two lanes. Oh, so, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Wait a yeah, minute. Like How many only, lanes? They only it? have two lanes, but. <laughs> right. Okay. It's not enough, is what he's saying. No. <laughs> it's never right. enough. Oh. You sound great, Melody. Oh, sound thank great. you. I feel great. Text 902-425-1035. Write Melody Informant on socials or email Melody Informant at hotcountry1035.ca.